0: This is Tips and Tricks for Teachers podcast, the podcast for lifelong learners. This podcast is for the new teacher who wants to learn some useful techniques and strategies that can help create positive outcomes in your classroom. It is also for the seasoned teacher who wants to try alternative approaches. Listen to quick ideas that are easily implementable in your classroom. I am Miss Joanna, and I host this podcast. Today's topic is differentiated instruction for distance or remote learning. I'm pretty sure that this is not the first time that you are hearing about differentiated instruction. Perhaps some of you have been practicing this for quite a while now, Uh, The highlight of this short episode is how to do differentiated instruction for classes held online. I would like to say, though, that the memes I've been seeing with the common phrase, there is really no tired like teacher tired in 2020 is so true. And I would like to congratulate you for getting this far. You have all done an amazing job. Um, I continue to provide these tips in the hope that they help create positive outcomes despite the challenges that we are facing. So here are some tips on differentiated instruction. First, let us define differentiated instruction. In the traditional classroom, a teacher would design a one-size-fits-all lesson where every student is expected to learn a particular skill or concept using one way of learning and demonstrate that learning in one way as well, as specified by the teacher. Differentiated instruction, also called differentiated learning, acknowledges and responds to the diverse needs of students, despite being in one classroom. Basically, we are giving the students options that would best help them reach the learning objectives. Let us first reflect on ourselves for a bit. I am sure that we all have our own learning styles and preferences. For instance, I like learning through watching videos and listening to content-heavy material and taking my own notes. But the teacher next to me may prefer reading articles or book chapters about new concepts. Students are the same. With regard to demonstrating my learning, I prefer to write reflections and answer questions. But others may prefer to draw or make infographics. Yet others may prefer to write poetry or even write songs. When we look closely at our students, we realize that many of them are not like us. Therefore, it poses a challenge to us teachers to design lessons according to their learning styles. Imagine if a teacher only used his or her favorite way of teaching and did not diversify. Then the students who are not akin to that style will be at a disadvantage the entire year. This is why practicing differentiated instruction should be one of our goals. Now, I would love to know how you have tried differentiated instruction in your own classrooms. I know that you've probably tried it already Uh, Leave me a message or a comment in any of the platforms mentioned at the end of this episode. Maybe some of you have um, done some of these strategies, have tried some of these ideas already. Um, I myself am a newbie. Uh, I'm also still learning about differentiated instruction. So here are my tips for applying differentiated instruction in distance or remote learning. I hope you find them useful. Tip number one, know your students. The first step for achieving this goal is, of course, finding out the learning needs of the students in your current classroom. Not your impression of them, not your impression of all students in your school, not the needs of last year's group of students, but the actual diverse learning needs in your classroom now. How do you find that out? You can send short, easy surveys, Asking about their preferred learning environment. For instance, do they enjoy music? Are they more linguistic? Are they readers? Do they prefer numbers? Do they like sports? Are they more tactile learners? The point here is to find out. Another way is to present them with different activities leading to the same objective and making them choose which one they prefer. For example, An article, a video, an audio, and a hands-on activity. Children would normally gravitate towards their preferences. Yet another way is to provide them two different activities at a time and asking them which one they liked better. This way, you are helping the child discover their learning styles. You are helping them think about their thinking. Tip number two. Decide what to differentiate or the layered curriculum. The three pillars of differentiated instruction where you as the teacher may choose to modify your lesson according to different needs and learning styles are content, process, and product. We can try and do differentiated design for all, but realistically we must choose one or two for a particular lesson. For instance, We choose to give options for the product. This means that the students will have a number of ways of how to demonstrate that they have learned the lesson. Examples are journal writing, poetry writing, role-playing, creating infographics, making a comic strip, taking a video of himself demonstrating the skill, an illustrated story or a wordless book, making a collage creating a short movie and many others so that means that um, the child can choose one uh, from this list now how do you assess this you may ask you will have to create a set of rubrics that can be used for any of these outputs Um, of course you you also have that option to limit the um, number of options Um, If it is too varied, then it may pose um, too many challenges also. So you may have, let's say, a list of five options. Um, That is differentiated enough. Tip number three. Give the students the opportunity to progress at their own pace or speed. A good example would be a flipped classroom approach where students are allowed to work on certain tasks or modules on their own. Just make sure to include safeguards to ensure that students work on their own efficiently, despite the absence of close supervision. To learn more about safeguards, you may check out episode 5. Tip number 4. Tiered Assessments These are tasks that are assigned to students based on their readiness to accomplish them. For instance, you may want to have a three-tier assignment where the first tier addresses the most basic learning objectives or foundation level. The second tier would be intermediate and the third advanced. This does not necessarily require extra work for the teacher. It is just like creating a worksheet or a test but requiring only certain numbers or or certain items for certain students because you value quality over quantity. You would rather students take their time on basic questions and getting them right rather than requiring them to finish so many items but not having enough time to master the concept or skill. Tip number five. Integrate physical and intellectual breaks during the teacher talk time or presentation time. Deliberately have time for students to think about their answers for open-ended questions and during this time, allow them to stand up and go around the house a bit while being mindful of the time. This will be helpful for students who may be physiologically or psychologically unable to learn in one position for long periods of time. Tip number six. Include the student's current context in planning for tasks. You may use the children's home experiences and contexts for meaningful learning. For instance, survey the families and ask what their typical day or weekend is like. The child may be asked to analyze or summarize their activity or think creatively about the activity. Tip number seven. Group students according to learning style and design their learning experiences accordingly. This way you can control the number of types of outcomes so they are not too diverse. Tip number eight, at the very least, diversify the strategies within the week. For instance, if you used games yesterday, do not use games again in the next few days or so. Although the general impression is that students love to play games, There are a few who do not like it, and they will be at a disadvantage if this strategy is used too often. Some strategies that can be alternated are Tip 8A As mentioned, game-based learning. Tip 8B Interactive discussions Use interactive tools, mini-whiteboards, or hand gestures to have children give their feedback at the same time. Tip 8C hands-on activities for your tactile and kinesthetic learners. At first, this may seem difficult to conduct in a virtual classroom, but we will just have to be creative. Think of household items that they can use, like food items, kitchen utensils, stuffed toys, pillows, among others. Alright, to recap! Tip number one, know your students and their needs. Tip number two, Decide what to differentiate or the layered curriculum. Tip number three, give the students the opportunity to progress at their own pace or speed. Tip number four, tiered assignments. Tip number five, integrate physical and intellectual breaks during the teacher talk time or presentation time. Tip number six, include the student's current context in planning for tasks. Tip number seven, group students according to learning style. And tip number eight, diversify the strategies within the week. Those are my tips for today. I hope that you are able to find some tips that are helpful to you. Should you have any questions or feedback or you'd like to share how you have um, tried differentiated learning in your classroom, Feel free to contact me by visiting Joanna is a teacher.wordpress.com or at missjoanna underscore teacher on Instagram. You may leave a message there or find other ways to contact me. Another option is um, the Facebook page, Tips and Tricks for Teachers. Um, the name is Miss Joanna. Again, this is Miss Joanna and this is Tips and Tricks for Teachers. I hope you tune in again next week. I may have a guest, so stay tuned for that. See you then.